Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming to you live from the most... How am I trying to say this? What would be the word for the most integrity? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I think we, we might need a word of the day for that, Mike. <laughs> Maybe we do. Coming to you live from the best journalistic outlet in the state, certainly. Maybe in the country. W-E-E-I. I am... Blind Mike, Mike Geary, coming to you uh, with Trash Talk with my seeing eye man and producer, Dan Watkins. How are you, buddy? What's going on? So, the ratings came out this week, and Kirk and Callahan, number one show again, or are they? I honestly don't even know what to think anymore, because th- between K&C and T&R across the street, just the constant bickering back and forth about who's number one. No, we're number one. We have- so... It's been a weird thing for a while that I've always wondered how can two shows claim their number one. And I think finally, Minahan did a very good job of explaining it. Um, so what the deal is, is uh, WEI is broadcast all over New England. So we have frequencies right. in, obviously, Boston, uh, Springfield, Worcester, Rhode Island, Maine, Maybe New Hampshire, I think. I don't know. There might be one, yeah. Um, so all over the fucking place. You can't escape WEI if you're in New England. So uh, 98.5 is not like that. They have only uh, 98.5. One signal. but Yeah, only one signal. But I think in certain areas, their signal is a little stronger. Uh, for example, you can pick up 98.5 in Providence. So they don't even right. necessarily need a Providence station. Uh, WEI has one. But that Providence station bleeds into areas of Massachusetts, like Stoughton and uh, Norwood and that neck of the woods. Southern Mass. Yeah. So my understanding is, <laughs> and I realize this is scintillating stuff, but so from what my understanding is, is that uh, while 98.5 comes in very clearly in those areas, or more clearly anyways, um, 93.7, not as much. So they're better off listening to the Providence WEI. So when they're calculating ratings, and I believe this is what Nielsen goes by, they're just looking for listeners in the Boston area. So it doesn't matter what frequency you're listening on. So if you listen to the Providence station and you're in Massachusetts, you count as part of Kirk and Callahan's ratings. But what Toucher and Rich would have you believe is that they're cheating by counting all of their Providence ratings. So it's almost like they're doubling their numbers, I guess, is what Toucher and Rich would say, which is not the case. Uh, And Nielsen backs this up. This is how Nielsen judges their ratings. So, on this scale, Kirk and Callahan are number one. Toucher and Rich just claim that they're lying, I guess. It's very weird. Fake news. It's Yeah, very fake news. Um... Now, now, what I'm curious about is, Toucher and Rich said, well, we're getting 
bonuses. Are they just lying about that also? They must be, right? Well, I think I think if you're number one, you get a bonus, a bigger bonus compared to if you're number, number two. Number two, you get a small, okay. So they are getting a bonus maybe, but not. I don't think it's taking food off their kids' tables. No, certainly not. That's the other thing too is uh, Toucher and Rich don't need to lie. You know, I could sit here as a uh, WEI both listener and employee. I could sit here and tell you. you use that and, term loosely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't try. <laughs> sure, I don't get paid, but but I tech. I have a badge that gets me in here. Do you? I let you in every single time. All right, fine. <laughs> I forget it a lot, but um, so I could kiss the ass of WEI and just say we're the greatest, and Toucher and Rich suck. Toucher and Rich are also one of the highest rated sports talk shows, uh, more, sports talk morning shows in the country. Yeah, so they don't need to lie. Now, I will say, I clicked over there the other day, you know, doing my due diligence, doing some research, because I know they were talking about the ratings and all that. Uh, but I guess I clicked over at a time where they were just talking sports, and boy, that is, it is dreadfully boring. I used to listen to Toucher and Rich. Um, my WE, when I first moved out here, my WEI app wasn't working. Now, we have fixed the glitch, folks. You can hear Trash Talk on WEI app, WEI.com, wherever you I think want. think we're Radio.com. Now. This was years ago. I think, the, I think it's we're both. I, I still use the WEI yeah, app, but they right. do have the Radio.com. I believe Radio.com is clearer. Okay. So you use, use either. But if you want the podcasts. Well, I think, that, I think the Radio.com is actually for like the live show more so yes. than yeah. the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Probably, I don't think there's ever You can really get on demand yeah. and everything else on the WEI app. So, uh, but it wasn't, when I first moved out here a few years ago, it wasn't working. So I'd listen to Touch and Rich in the morning. And they were okay. They were funny. But I think once I started listening to uh, Dennis and Callahan at the time, now Kirk and Callahan again, I was like, okay. It was it was fine. Like, Tudor and Rich do, they do a fine job. But I think Kirk and Callahan are just such next level uh, that it's different. You know, it's it's not to compare it. Everyone compares Minahan to Howard Stern. So not to do that. But when Howard Stern was in his heyday, you were like, holy shit, this is way different than anything anyone else is doing. And that's what I think Kirk and Callahan provide. It's just a different one. Every other show can do sports talk for four hours and mix in some pop culture stuff and joke around. But uh, Kirk and Callahan are so good at both uh, being honest about themselves at calling out a lot of the bullshit that they see around them and mocking uh, each other and their, their characters like Mutt and... Tangway and Reamer and I mean not, no one's on that show anymore but the guys that are on that show they're very they're very good at that uh, and they're good at being honest they're good at shitting on each other or you know when Minahan is pissed off at Callahan or vice versa whereas Toucher and Rich I think it seems like they always pretend like they love each other when I've heard so many stories about like John Wallach being a complete prick and things like that where it's like what where, when does that ever come out you got to love the classic third mic guy being the asshole. Yeah, right? I guess he was a real asshole. He yelled at Mutt for saying uh, Pawtucket instead of Pawtucket. Shit like that. When Mutt was like a young guy. Oh, that, oh, I could go off. I went to school in Rhode Island, and that is like, is Wallach from Pawtucket? I Maybe. mean, they, they are very sensitive about where they're from. It's it like is. fucking relax, yeah. man. I guess if it's if you're pronouncing Lemonster, Leo Minster, people here do the same type Worcester. of shit. Worcester. Worcester, yeah, all that. I guess, but we, I don't think we hold a real grudge with you. Like, I guess Wallach was genuinely kind of, pissed. We'll just make fun of you. Yeah, just kind of laughing, okay. <laughs> Where it's, yeah, there's, I, I, there's not enough of that on that show, and that's their problem. But you know what? They did, while well, they did finish second in the ratings, they're close. 
So that's you're in a big market. You're close. Why do you have to lie about it? I think what's amazing about both the shows is that it, they literally make up like eighty percent of morning listeners. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like there's like the it's drop really, off yeah. is unreal between second and third. Yeah, it's really like you know. I think that the only time you've seen that is when Howard Stern is on. In a, in most markets he was in, it was him way up here. And then everyone else way, you know, second wasn't anywhere close. Because they both drew like over 12, didn't they? Yes. That's absurd. Crazy. So, uh, I and, and they also both count um, online streaming, but and now only in Boston. And now they're count, counted the same way. It's kind of the same. That, so that, that's what I was going to say is that that was a thing that Toucher and Rich were bitching about also. It's like, well, they include their streaming. It's like, well, you both do. Because that's how it, it's done. Also, Nielsen ratings in general... The way they do it is complete shit. It's like such a so- small segment of the population, and it's it's trusting people to record what they listen to. It's very antiquated and weird, but I will say this for the Nielsen ratings. If you're consistently number one, the way Kirk and Callen have been, or consistently number two, like Toucher and Rich, that's essentially where you are. Um, they, they, they are able to get that right. Like If you're always number one, then you're number one, because they switch around who has... The, the diaries and, and uh, people meters or whatever the fuck they're called. So, but yeah, it's crazy. It's something like 50,000 people. In, I know for TV, it's like 50,000 people in the country have a Nielsen box. For a country with fucking 350 million people, that's how we figure out how people are viewing things. It's It, it seems very antiquated. But another reason, speaking of lying, Touch and Rich don't need to lie. Uh... And, you know, the Globe doesn't need to lie either. I don't know why they feel the need to do this. But the Globe caught lying again. And kudos, massive kudos to my friends Kirk and Callahan and Chris Curtis and Ken Laird. Excellent work. Uh, Kevin Cullen, if you don't know, writes for the Globe. And he, in the last five years, any time the words Boston Marathon bombing have been uttered, Kevin Cullen is right there. To say, guys, I was there. I can, oh my, oh my goodness, I was there, and it was such a, oh, you could smell the, you could smell death in the air. What a, and what a, 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 a depressing aroma. Oh my goodness, you could hear the bombs go off. I, I that was there. Uh, I was a first responder. We were picking up victims and rushing them to the hospital. Oh boy, you'd think a story like that's got to be true. Apparently not. Old Kevin Cullen caught lying by mainly Kirk Seamus Minahan, but his sidekick Jerry and uh, his band of merry men in the production booth. Good job by all of them. And it's amazing to me that a newspaper, a historic newspaper that's been around forever, was not able to catch this in any of their editing processes, if if I'm using that correctly. Boy, am I a fucking idiot. I can't think of any words today, Dan. Help me out. Do we need a word of the day? <laughs> we should start. We should implement that. Uh, call up Greenberg. Say, what's the word of the day today? Uh, so, it took Minahan, what, a day, two days, <laughs> to figure out that Kevin, to have evidence, actual evidence, that Kevin Cullen was lying about being at uh, the 2013 marathon bombing. He was lying about... Uh, being friends with the firefighter that helped uh, one of the uh, part of the Richards family, it's embarrassing for the Boston Globe that they didn't check this at all. And a radio guy 
that they've essentially just called, ah, dumb shock jock. That guy has caught you with your pants down, my friend. And I want to give a round of applause to Kirk and Jerry because uh, this station was kind of under attack for a little while from the Boston Globe. And when that happens, a lot of places would, you know, not want to deal with it. And that's under- in this day and age, I get it. A lot of places don't want to deal with the shit because it just exacerbates it and then it keeps it in the news for a longer period of time. But Kirk and Callahan were tired of the shit. They were tired of, you know, being guys that make jokes and they're considered the assholes. They're considered this black eye on the media of Boston. While guys who lie, like Ron Borges and Mike Barnacle and Kevin Cullen, have got been the toast of the town for years. They just get away with it. And uh, Kirk and Jerry decided, no more. We're not taking this line down. They exposed the Globe. The Globe wants to come after the morning show. They're going to go right back. And it's amazing to me, and I, I, I say this a lot. If you want to go after people for making jokes or even giving their real opinions that are a little outlandish, go for it. Go, you know, do if that's what, how you want to live your life by being thought police and word police, you know, that's your prerogative. Do it. But make sure you are squeaky clean, my friends, because those eyes could turn right back around on you. If you want to go after, you know, WEI for maybe making a joke or throwing throwing some off-the-cuff remark out there that didn't quite stick, didn't quite sound right. Okay, that's on you. But Minahan says, "Uh uh-uh. We may have done that, but you are reporting lies in the paper of record of Boston. You're just fabricating things. You're creating a superhero image for yourself. Like you were there. You're a character in this book, as Minahan says. No, no. So, Kevin Cullen will probably lose his job. I would think, right? Oh, we'll see. I get, yeah, maybe the Globe will keep him on. Suspension. But this seems like, now, it, now it's gotten some legs. There, they, uh, there were a lot of tweets about it this morning. That they're looking the, into it. The Globe is looking into it. Yeah, that's a great phrase. Yeah, sure. <laughs> maybe they'll go to sensitivity training. What they should be doing is going to journalism school for at least a day. They might only need a day because on the first day they teach you, check your sources. And at least Ron Borges, you know, we bashed Borges on this show too, but at least Borges was tricked. He didn't lie. He's just a dummy who didn't follow up. But he wasn't saying, he wasn't making stuff up. Kevin Cullen made stuff up. And if you listen to the audio, it's him crying. It, it's acting. It's like if I was trying to convince you of something, Dan, and I was like, oh my. The crisis actors oh. on, on uh, CNN. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. It, he, he, Kevin Cullen was acting. Uh, which is embarrassing. It's so embarrassing now that you know it's a lie that uh, Matt Patterson said, no, nah, Kevin Cullen wasn't there. Sean O'Brien was like, I, I barely know the guy. I think I met him once. Uh, so when you know that now and listen to him in documentaries on HBO and interviews with the BBC, the guy was all over the world. The BBC. He went international with this. And it was a complete lie. And you hear him get his... His sad tone on. Oh, it remi- he said it reminded him of 9-11. That's great. That's a fireable offense. To invoke 9-11 and not even have been there. 
Kevin Cullen, you got what you deserved. You called Kirk and Callahan irresponsible shock jocks. Well, you have hit the height of irresponsibility, my friend. Uh, so if you get fired, you absolutely deserve it. And if you don't, you're incredibly lucky. But you also deserve every story you write from now on. The first tweet in response will be, you sure about this, Kevin? You sure you're not making this up? You reap what you sow, my friend. You want to go after people for jokes? Make sure you're doing your job. That's what I would say to that. So we'll see if uh, Kevin Cullen gets fired. We've also got some... We've got some national stories, but first I want to uh, I want to stay here in Boston for a minute because uh, my boy Johnny Gomes was calling games this week for the Red Sox. You a fan of Johnny Gomes, Dan? Doing the games? Oh, doing the games? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's he's he's a complete buffoon, but there's something likable about him. Like I don't know what it is. He's got an X factor. Mookie Betts. <laughs> exactly. There's, I I can't put my finger on it. I guess in Alex Cora we trust. Exactly, Johnny. He's he says things that are just you know he he does try way too hard, but at least he's not Todd Walker. We were talking about this before. Todd Walker, Lenny Denard. I think you said Mike Timlin's doing the next. Well, he, Mike Timlin did last year. He was out. Like they did the yeah. same thing on the West Coast trip. Gomes did like four games, and then Timlin did the yeah. rest. I don't know who's doing the game. I think we got Gomes for six. We oh. got Gomes for three more. Huge fan of history of the game. Aren't we all, Johnny? But uh, Timlin and Todd Walker and Lindsay, those guys were complete bores. Like they just—it was almost like they weren't saying anything. Like things went in just—you heard noise, but you didn't quite know what it was. Whereas uh, Johnny Gomes, I don't know. There's something about him that's likable. He's a nitwit, and that there's something to that. Uh, I'm not a doctor by any means, but <laughs> that's that's for sure, Johnny. He like the other night. Uh, well, the, the other problem is too. There's no one to a, a real person. If there was a real person, a human being in the booth with him, they could call him out on some of the dumb stuff he says, and they'd go back and forth. Johnny Gomes seems like the type of guy that would have fun with that. But Dave O'Brien is like Ob- Dave O'Brien says the other night. Uh, the Red Sox have got to be the hottest team of any team in baseball. And Johnny Gomes just says, all 30 of them, like he's adding something. And then there's just silence. Now you'd think, Yes, very good, Johnny. There are 30 teams <laughs> yes, in the majors. Excellent. Good work, Johnny. You'd For think, now, there's you, an expansion. Uh, uh, you'd think up. a person, if there was just not an empty suit next to him, a person would say, yeah, Johnny, obviously that's what I meant. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> what did you, who who'd you think I was talking about? Yeah, we know there's 30 teams. Dave O'Brien just goes, mm-hmm, correct. And he always calls him young man, which I feel like they're only like t- 10 years apart in age, right? They're not that Gomes is probably age. late 30s. Dave oh, okay, OB's maybe. probably in his 50s. All right, fair enough. But Dave O'Brien is just a bore. I-, I guess the reason I like Johnny Gomes is because I think if he had uh, someone with even the remotest amount of wit to them, <laughs> they could go back and forth with Johnny Gomes and make it an entertaining broadcast. If you put Gomes with Eckersley, Maybe Eckersley would call him out a little bit, make fun of him. Uh, it's just sad that Eckersley and Remy don't want to make those uh, West Coast trips. Well, Remy, uh, Remy, Remy, Remy has his reasons. Remy, very understandably so. And that, yeah, and Eck doesn't want. It's to. a shame Eck doesn't want to at all. Uh, but you know who we should put him with, Dan? Who's that, Mike? <laughs> I like the idea of a Gomes Jack Edwards broadcast. Do you? I do. Yeah, you think you think Jack could do baseball? Well, he did the Little League World Series, didn't oh, he? Did he? 
I, if I remember right, yeah. Oh, interesting. So I think we could throw him in that booth. Not enough uh, craziness out of Jack Edwards this postseason for the Bruins. No, there was one good rant, and that was uh, Game Three uh, this past Monday night between okay. the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Uh, there was Bruins were down three to two in the third period, and uh, they they looked like they were about to have an odd man rush up the ice, and then this happened. Back at it, the pass just under Marshan's stick. Anderson down on his front, and they're going to wave the plate dead with the Bruins on the power play coming into the attacking zone. I mean, I understand if this is a peewee game or if there's a bone sticking out of his leg, but that is utterly ridiculous. I mean, the Bruins are on the power play. It's the third period of a playoff game. It's a one-goal game. And you're going to stop the play for a guy who's still conscious? Do you think he's really that excited about that? I think he is. You, you think I he think is? Jack is a certified insane person, <laughs> and he really is that worked up. You think he wears his uh, Bruins PJs when he gets home at night? Yes. Or, or he, is it an Mike, app? he named his dog the Stanley Pup. He's such an odd guy. I, 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 wonder, I wonder if that's real. I've, 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 you know, Jack has never really gotten to the point where he bothers me. Yeah. But this playoff run, I've, I've been switching over to the NBC feed. Oh, really? A lot, a lot more. Just because sometimes it just gets like, it's like, just well, shut up. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seemed, because there's a lot of it. Because you were, t- I, I was asking you, you watch the Bruins a lot closer than me. Yeah. So uh, I was asking you for if there were any real good ones. And you said he kind of reverted back to the 1776. Well, so remember. This ragtag group of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have the we don't have the audio. No, I couldn't, get, couldn't grab it. But um, after the Bruins eliminated the Canadians in 2011 on their way to the winning the cup, uh, Jack, you know they, you know you like at the end of the series. So Nesson has the rights to the first round. Yeah. So it was after Game Seven. So that was their last broadcast of the year. And at the uh, like I think it was Dale and probably whoever he had with him cut back to Jack for like a final sign off of the year. Sure. And Jack goes on this like two minute rant comparing the Bruins to the colonists. Uh, right. Getting fed up uh, about the tea tax, <laughs> and, <laughs> then, like, and then the march to the Revolutionary War. But then he did it again this year before Game One against the Maple Leafs. Uh, once again, he like started. See, something. That, that's why I think it's fake with him because he had the one this ragtag group of farmers. He that, the first one. I think I was still like in high the school. The fine people of this city. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was still in high school when that happened, and I remember. Finding it hilarious. I was like, we're watching yeah. we're watching an insane man call yeah. the Bruins game. Uh, so I think he got so much notoriety with that that he kind of just sticks to that now. He thinks like, oh, that'll get me play on the radio stations, and people will think I'm wacky. I think he is legit. Something's off. He might be. I think I'm there curious. definitely is. I'd like to get Jack Edwards in here. Get, get on that as my producer. Get get Jack in here. Yeah. Tell, I mean, me, tell me you want to delve into that mind. I do go over to the Bruins practices, but I don't ever really see him. I see. I see. So I just to... Justin is an example of how insane Jack is. Yeah, Andy Brickley, his color commentator, sits alone at practice. I think Andy needs like a full like twenty four hours alone <laughs> after well, the Bruins think, game. You think Jack was sitting alone in the broadcast? I never hear Brickley is such a because he doesn't get any time to talk. <laughs> That's fair, but Jesus Christ, Brickley's a. Fun, I mean, anybody, any of those guys from that those late eighties Bruins teams. Yeah, as we see, as our good friend that works down the hall here, LB. Uh, yeah, they are. I'd love. Do you know what I'd pay? To have LB do a Bruins game, Bru- he used to be on Nesson. <laughs> Did he, he? He was like with Dale. Oh God! Yeah, I would love to see that now. Yeah, look Give at him a few pops. LB Nesson, and yeah, there's a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why. I I would have I would pay money. You'd get me to watch every Bruins game. Hockey's my fourth sport. 
by far, like way down the list. But I would watch every Bruins game if LB was <laughs> doing color commentary, particularly if you got a few belts in him. <laughs> That's what I would he really doesn't like. even need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's just a naturally. You think you took a few concussions, LB? Oh, just a few. Okay. <laughs> that might explain some of it. Yeah. But uh, all right. Now, while we, we, you know, we checked in on my friends here at WEI, let's check in with my friends back at Barstool. I so I I don't really understand this. It was very weird. KFC, my boy, who I've uh, had to defend a lot in the last few months. Uh, not had to. I choose to because he's, he's you know he's, he was very good to me. Is that why you're doing this podcast? Essentially, yeah. Okay. It's all to defend <laughs> Kevin Francis Clancy. But yet he won't come on. No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to be on. I've asked him to be on twice. And not only uh, has he not been on, he joked about it on Barstool Radio. <laughs> like He just laughed. Oh, Blind Mike wanted me to be on his podcast. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a, I'm a human being, goddammit. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Maybe he doesn't like me. That's got to be it. Yeah. That's got to be it. Uh, KFC. So... This goes back to when I was with Barstool, or even before. Uh, I remember we would use GIFs and videos, uh, highlights, from Major League Baseball. Right. And constantly, we would have accounts shut down and suspended uh, because MLB's social media policy is very strict. They don't want anyone using anything of theirs. That's why you saw Barstool start like their highlight reenactments where they'd go in front of the green screen because they couldn't use real highlights, <laughs> and they would just reenact like some crazy play or whatever they were, they whatever they wanted to tweet out. Right, a pretty funny bit. But that is that stems from MLB not allowing them to use anything. So I guess this guy pitching ninja, I think Rob Friedman is his real name. Yeah, uh, he's been. It, that's essentially just an MLB GIF account. He's been tweeting out pitching gifs for. Long time. It's supposed to be like some internet pitching coach, right? Yeah. So I guess his got his account finally got suspended for that. MLB cracked down on him, and KFC was taking a victory lap in in this guy's misery. I guess saying that it's about time this guy gets shut down. Barstool's been getting shit on for years, and apparently this Rob Friedman didn't took took kindly to those words. Yeah. So he tweets out. Uh, I think it was Monday night. He says, hey, at KFC Barstool in Barstool Sports, this is ridiculous. Quit stealing gifts. KFC responds, I retweeted your original tweet, you big fat crybaby. <laughs> Friedman in response, and then ripped it off and acted like it was yours. Steely McSteelface. Good one. Oh, he got him. Good one. Oh, he Steely got him. McS- you know, there's a sad thing in comedy now where it's almost like people think being unfunny is being funny. It's like okay. or using like ten year old. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Steely mixed. Oh, good one. Oh, that's so cute. You got me. It's it's very sad. Do we have any of the other tweets? Because I guess um, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. It's fine if you don't have them. But I the the gist of them. I guess this guy got so mad that he started going after KFC. If you don't, if you're not familiar, uh, there was a scandal. He, he cheated on his wife a few months ago. He admitted. It. He owned up to it. Uh, it's neither here nor there. But this guy started going after KFC for being an adulterer and all this shit. And it's like, what? Are gifts that serious a thing now? Like, is that where we are of in the baseball. world? baseball! <laughs> is that where we are in the world where your whole life is so devoted to tweeting out gifts that you'll attack a man's character <laughs> for using the same gif? It's so weird to me. Like, I don't get any of it. 
Um, but it's also like I guess KFC called that low hanging fruit and criticized the guy for making fun of. Him. It's like all right, KFC. That's a little hypocritical. You guys have you. Blind Mike wants to know if you're really sure you've never made fun of the obvious thing about someone. <laughs> Blind Mike is very curious if you've never maybe gone after the low-hanging fruit. So maybe don't rip him for that. But it is weird that there's this just world of internet guys that give that much of a fuck about get. And I mean, I guess it's understandable because that's. A, I guess that guy probably makes money off of that account. In well, how some do you do that? I want it on that. I don't know. There's... There's a weird world if that I don't understand. Yeah, hit us up. <laughs> it, I it won't pay less than what I'm paying. That is a guarantee. So see if pitching well, ninja has a, any. It's impossible. Has I'd any, have to pay has him. Has any work for him? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's just, it's just very weird that KFC is in this world of getting into bickering arguments with internet guys. I don't know. I, I can't imagine living like that, <laughs> where it's like getting mad about who used a gift first and who was stealing it from who. It's bizarre to me. But that made news. That's, that's why I had to mention it. I saw it on Awful Announcing, and it's like, this is a newsworthy story? I don't understand. One guy got suspended and made fun of another guy. But that's where we are, where we are in the world. Now, a guy who takes no shit from anyone. My man, Charles Barkley. That's for damn sure. I love Charles Barkley. Uh, always have. Very honest dude. He's an entertaining broadcaster. You know, maybe got a few screws loose, but I like that about him. He's a little crazy. And I like it, but uh, I love now that we're yeah. we're finally getting to see why Charles has had such a bad gambling problem because he can't predict <laughs> for shit. No, Did you see watching him cross out his NCAA tournament bracket yeah. as the games went it's on. It's like was, me. It was, was like I, we, me and Charles were eliminated on the first day. Um, but it, you know, we saw how a few weeks back we saw how Chris Berman handled talking off mic. I think Charles did a little better. A little class here. This is on air for uh, TNT. Two things about this. I want to see how New Orleans was. Orleans was go- hey! <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're doing Charles a showdown doing here. A TV Charles show is, down here. Charles is yelling at uh, Hal Galima, Batman, who's in a conversation <laughs> with someone. He's in a conversation with the volume box, Hal. <laughs> he got voices in head. Talk to him on your own time, Hal. <laughs> now, I don't know if it comes through on the uh, uh, on the podcast, but you can hear very clearly in the original clip that there are people talking. Like, it's not just him being paranoid or weird about it. There are people talking very loudly during a TV broadcast. But what I love about this is that, uh, and this just speaks to Barkley's honesty, because typically in media, there are two groups of people that uh, would handle this. You've got your Dave O'Brien's that would, like, address it in a real nerdy way. Like, oh, I guess uh, people are having some fun back there behind us. <laughs> and act like it doesn't bother the shit out of them. Or there's Berman. We need to use the studio for 15 fucking minutes. Just everybody, you know. I'm glad we still have that. Um, there's guys like Berman who will wait until the cameras are off. Until When I'm doing TV and I got 18, God damn it. Christmas. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I'm trying to get I mean, everybody place. seems that that's the only, everybody can we stick. Jesus Christ. I realize it's frustrating. Boomer, but the way you should do it is call it out in the air. Be honest, and that's what I was saying about uh, Kirk and Callahan earlier. Is that there's an honesty to it when something goes wrong, they'll make fun of the producers rather than other shows who you know will pretend like everything's fine and scream, berate the producers off the mic for no entertainment value, just the purpose of you know waving your dick in their face. Uh, so that, I just love Barkley for doing that. He's such an honest guy. And uh, probably my favorite uh, 
Definitely my favorite. Like, of any of the guys on any halftime show or pregame show, Barkley's got to be the best. I like when Shaq's there with him. Yeah, because they, yeah. They're, they're, Last year when Shaq, I'm going to make you pick up like a big old bird. They're just, uh, they're just, oh, you know what I forgot? I forgot to even mention this to you during the, uh, uh, the you know, our, our pre-production meeting. Uh, but did you see, I guess Favre auditioned for Monday Night Football? No way. He, he auditioned. Was he in the treehouse? He, I don't know. I can't confirm that. Remember when they skyped Brett Favre in from his treehouse? No. During one game, I don't think I saw that. I think there was like they like announced he was going into like the Packers Hall of Fame, and he was like, oh, right. hunt, He was like mid hunt. <laughs> <laughs> he had all, all camouflage on, and he like, but somehow he had he had a cell signal. Yeah, <laughs> like he was able to. Now it was my understanding. Maybe I have this totally wrong, but it was my understanding that uh, Favre wouldn't even consider broadcasting because I thought he was one of these guys. I thought there was a story about Favre a few years ago. Like, he left his house to go to his daughter's soccer game and forgot where he was going or something like that. Do you hear that stuff about, like, Tony Dorsett and a lot of those guys? Yeah. But I thought Favre was one of those guys where, you heard, where he had some real uh, issues stemming from concussions. So I didn't think he would even want to be in broadcasting. But maybe he shouldn't have. Because, now, if I said to you, even five years ago, do you know how much ESPN would be creaming in their pants for a chance to have Brett Favre on Monday Night Football? Oh my God! Oh my God! They would they would have loved it. Him and or pa- which which one? Him or Peyton? Peyton. Well, right? well obviously Peyton, I yeah. guess. Well, no, which? Well, if they <laughs> no, if no, I know if they didn't if they didn't know what they know now. Yeah, um, it's it'd be tough because Favre was the golden boy. I remember like when Berman was there, Favre was always his guy. It was it was creepy, almost to a creepy extent. How much they loved maybe Brett they, Favre. Maybe they did a few duh duh does yeah, yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, well, Madden, too, because Madden was technically in the ESPN family yep. with uh, ABC. Right. And he uh, is infamous for loving Brett Favre. Yeah. So. And Randy Moss. Yeah. But uh, they got a few duh duh does in their system. They were thinking clearly. They got John Skipper out of there. John Skipper's coked up ass out of there. So they could finally make some good decisions. Uh, so I was uh, the reason I brought this up is because I was just thinking, like, can you imagine... How bad? I would love that audition tape to leak, because how bad must that be for them not to hire Brett Favre? It's got to be abysmal, right? Probably. To think, like, they would love to have Brett because there was a story I saw earlier in the week, too, that uh, Mike Mayock criticized uh, the networks for always hiring names over talent. And you see that, you know, you saw that with Phil Simms for years. Phil Simms, great Super Bowl winning quarterback and was able to just keep that job until finally they had the sense to put Tony Romo in there. GM. But yeah, but it's constantly they go for names. Um or a divert you know, like Jess Mendoza. They want to look like they're uh, uh you know, open minded. Look to Brock Oswald, not Tom Brady. <laughs> Dan's doing good today. You're finding Phil Sims drops, boomer drops, I like it. So uh, kudos to them for not just blindly hiring Brett Favre. Uh, they will. I, I, there's no word on Peyton Manning yet. I guess he's either doing Fox no, or I, I saw Kurt Warner now as like the latest name for Thursday night. Oh really? Yeah, I saw that. That came out like late last night. So maybe Peyton Manning's sitting another year. I don't know what the deal is with him. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they said enough already, Peyton. We offered you ten million dollars. Do the fucking gig or don't. Should have get off the pot for Christ's sake. Um, but yeah, poor Brett Favre. I hope he's all right. Hope he's not sending too many of his uh, dick pics out to reporters, for God's sake. It's not his fault anymore, though, guys. His head is, his noggin is screwed up. Um, oh, you can pull that card. I, I think so, unless you're, you know, 
Unless you're Aaron Hernandez. He went a step too far. Yeah. But short of that. Um, right. And anyway, uh, uh, finally, I do have to say, the greatest voice in my lifetime. Very sad to say, no longer with us. Yeah, terrible. Um, I mean, you know, I think some people go to... He, he was 80. The guy lived a good life. 78. 78. Sorry. Rounding up. It was his birthday. Too. It was his birth. That's a rough birthday. It was his. It was his seventy eighth birthday and his fifty seventh wedding anniversary. I'd say uh, I've I've had some mediocre birthdays, but I'd say dying would take the cake. That's worse than any birthday I've had. Yeah. Uh, but no, honestly, Gil Santos. I said this last night on Twitter. If I was casting the voice of God, like if I was running a cartoon or a TV show where I, I needed God to be portrayed, vo- the voice of Gil Santos is who I would want to play him. Uh, the just a I I was saying this last night. I can't believe he never got a, a national job. Maybe he never wanted one. No, he loved the Pats. Yeah, like he M- he must have really loved them loved because them. for so long the Patriots weren't the Patriots that we have today. Right. They were you know a mediocre. They were blacked a out. Mediocre to bad franchise. They're blacked out on TV here. From, so the yeah. only way you could get your Patriots fix was by Gil listening, listening to Gil. I'm Gil Santos. Gil and Gino. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't realize till last night. Gino Capaletti's still kicking around. Eighty four. Gino Capaletti. Gino is still around. Yeah. Um, so let's hope Gino has a few few good years left. But uh, Gil Santos no longer with us, so we wanted to pay a little tribute to uh, our good pal Gil Santos. First, I'll say, uh, you know, as always, subscribe. Give a five. I'll get my plugs in before I honor a great man. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars, please, please. Uh, if there's anything you want to talk about or you want us to talk about, uh, tweet us. I'm at blindmike underscore. Uh, at dwaddy93. Yep. You can also follow Dan. Dan does a podcast too. After further review, right? Yeah, you can follow it if you want. You can you can check that out if you want. That's straight sports talk. So if you're yep. into more of that, Mike's occasionally check on. that out. I've been on a couple times. I'm not as good as you at that at the straight sports talk, but oh. I appreciate you having me on. Um, of course. I you know you gotta I make fun of someone. I bashed you a few weeks, so I like to compliment you. Now that's what I do. It's a compliment sandwich. Oh. I, I compliment ah, I you early on, then I bash you. Then I bring it home with another. So that's, what, so that's what it takes. It takes a couple of Chris Berman drops to, <laughs> yeah, to really yeah. get you. You find good job, Dan. You finally did good. Oh. And um, how do you think we did it as a, overall this week? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a little lackluster. All right, we were okay though. You you did tremendous. It's yeah. on me. Well, thank you. Like I said last week or two weeks ago, it's all on. When we fail, it's all on me. Well, Leader, let's see, leaders let's, need to leave. Let's see if I actually get this uploaded. Well, that's that. That we'll find out. Um, maybe Lucy Burge next week. We'll see. Uh, and other than that, see you later. Uh, rest in peace, Gil Santos. Ken Walter will hold. Lonnie Paxton will snap from the far hash mark. Angle to the left for Adam Vinatieri. 48-yard field goal attempt. Set to go. Snap ball down. Kick up. Kick is on the way. And it is good. It's good. It's good. Adam Vinatieri booms a 48-yard field goal. And the game is over. And the Patriots are super We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 